Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Another episode of Mavs Moneyball Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Cooperstein. Great to be with you guys. A special episode today. I wanted to interview someone who is really involved in the shoe industry because, as you as you know by now, Luka Doncic has signed a deal with Brand, with uh, with Jordan Brand. A huge deal. One of the... One of the very first Mavericks to have a truly huge shoe deal. Obviously, Dirk was a Nike athlete, but he was never marketed like Luca was. Uh, partly due to his own choice, partly due to him not being a super popular superstar at the time. Uh, but Luca is very popular right now and is one of the hottest names in the NBA and did sign with Jordan Brand. So I wanted to bring on Chris Henderson. Chris has been in the shoe game for a long time is an expert on all things Jordan, all things shoes, really. And uh, I thought he would be a really good person to interview. So without further ado, let's just send it over to him. Here is my interview with Chris Henderson. All right. This is Chris in three, two, one. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Mavs Moneyball Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Cooperstein, joined by a very special guest. It is the shoe mogul himself, Chris Henderson. Chris, what's going on today, man? How you doing? Hello, everybody at Mavs Moneyball. I appreciate you having me on. Man, it's a big day in Mavericks history, I think. It's Luka Doncic signed his deal with the Jordan brand. One of the biggest, I, I think, one of the biggest shoe deals that a Mavs player has ever had. Can you just expand what this means for Luka and the Mavs? Well, yeah, because, I mean, just history with the Mavericks. Obviously, Michael Finley was a Jordan brand guy. Jawan Howard um, was a Jordan brand guy. Josh Howard was a Jordan brand guy. But nobody had, I won't say exclusive deals, but Luka's going to, for his money and, like, the fame that goes behind it, he's going to have probably the biggest deal, possibly in Jordan brand history, one of the biggest deals. Um, it's going to be fun because now they do have somebody exclusive, although we do have Tim Hardaway Jr., who's a Jordan brand athlete as well but Luca's definitely a tier higher so Zion signed with Jordan Brand over the offseason is Luca's deal do we know the de- details is it bigger than Zion's contract uh I want I don't know money wise I've heard five and a hundred million so I'm assuming that's around Zion I think who got seven or something like that um I will say this they're probably going to market those two together so like a like I would say a magic and bird type deal um None of those guys are going to get a shoe immediately. Um, that's one thing that we have to clarify. He's going to get a player exclusive, which means he's going to get his own colorway that he can wear on certain kind of silhouettes that they, they make for the shoe. Um, before it's like the terms and stuff, I'm pretty sure his is going to be higher because it's going to be lesser years, but he's probably going to have a bigger run because, man, we're talking about a guy who could potentially be MVP this year and next year versus Zion, who hasn't even touched the floor yet. So how, how does that work? How does, how, do, how does Jordan decide who gets their own shoe and which guys they're going to market and who gets their own line and whatnot? I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan has his own way of doing it. Um, For me personally, I mean, you got to look at the history of Jordan Brand when it comes to sneakers for players. There's only been three guys that I can think of basketball-wise, which was obviously Michael Jordan, so I won't count him, but you had Carmelo Anthony and Chris Paul. Um, Those guys had their own Jordans, and I mean, it's just one of those deals where it's who can sell, which we know Luka can sell merchandise, especially overseas, but I don't know how they're going to do the parameters, but I'm sure, man, if he has a, this year, he's having a great year. If he's like this next year, they're probably going to heavy consider putting him in his own silhouette. It just depends on what he wants as well. Um, knowing Luca, he'll probably want to wear a lot of retros, um, a lot of Jordan 4s, whatever's hot to 34 or 35 for next year. So can you explain for the people who don't really understand how the shoe game affects the NBA? People, I mean, it's bigger, it's bigger than it's ever been, and I like for someone like me who didn't grow up doing this kind of stuff. Like, explain the importance of the shoe game in the NBA. Oh uh, man, look at Michael Jordan. I think a lot of Michael Jordan's mystique as a player is his shoes. You got to look at the commercials, the history. I mean, if you grew up in the 2000s, you remember those Nike commercials when they were dribbling the basketball and they were making music with the basketball and stuff. I mean, Allen Iverson from a culture standpoint. Um, shoes are always huge, and now that the NBA allows players to express themselves by putting any color on any shoe and wearing non-team colorway, it's a big deal. 
I think for Luka, it's going to be more special because he's an international player. I don't think there's been any international player that had a bigger representation of a brand like Jordan brand in the history of basketball. So Luka being an international guy, him being able to sell overseas, especially Spain, you know, South America, do all those things, it's going to be huge. Um, yeah, man, sneakers are a huge thing, in, in the, and it's a staple in basketball. Like, honestly, I can't think, I think people prefer to talk more about shoes than jerseys. Um, shoes are just, look at the history with players. Grandma Ma, his Converse commercials were great. Um, it just goes down a list of players, man, who've had opportunities. Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway is probably more known for his shoes than as a player who had a shorter career, unfortunately. But, I mean, you got to think about it, man. Players get a chance to be on Nike commercials, Jordan Brand commercials. It's a huge deal. And that's in any sport. Deion Sanders in football with the role runner commercial. Um, Bo Jackson, Bo Nose. Look at the Bo Nose campaign. That was based off of, off of sneakers and him being a great athlete. So, yeah, man, it's a big deal. I think that, I think as a Mavs fan, we should relish this moment because it's very hard for a guy to get an exclusive deal with Jordan Brand of that caliber. And we got a guy of that caliber, and it's, it's a great thing. So, obviously, I, the Mavs had Dirk for 21 seasons. He was a Nike athlete, but he was really a Nike Europe guy and didn't do much stuff in the States. So, do you think Luka will be, like, the face you see in commercials, in Jordan commercials, along with Zion for the next decade? Oh, oh yeah, man, most definitely. Um, the thing is this, Luka's a sneakerhead, number one. Um, Luka collects sneakers. Um, my first experience of seeing Luka, he was in um, what they call Lightning Fours, and that's the Jordan 4. It was a yellow colorway, and that's an exclusive shoe that not too many people can have. And you're a sneakerhead, you got to know that shoe. He had that shoe on, so I knew off the bat that he's a sneaker guy. And Luka, he wears different kind of sneakers, as you know. He loves colors. Um, he's a marketable guy. He likes to talk. Um, I think that comes with time. And like I said, when you're great, like, look, Dirk Nowitzki is an all-time great player. He's one of my 10 favorite players in NBA history. I think one of the 10 best players in NBA history, personally. But Dirk Nowitzki also... He didn't really mark his shoes as much, although Dirk Davinsky in his first, I think, true NBA game, he wore Jordan 13, a red and white one, because the shoe wasn't ready. So Dirk liked his sneakers, but Dirk wasn't like a guy that you could put in a signature shoe. That's the deal when you're dealing with big men versus like smaller guys. Big men don't sell shoes. Smaller guys sell shoes. Shaq was an exception. But other than that, man, like, yeah, man, it's a huge deal for Luka because Luka is a sneaker guy. And I think that he understands the sneaker culture. He's a guy who, who wears a different shoe every day. So, man, yeah, definitely going to be big for Luka, man. So I I haven't really paid much attention to this, but do you think that guys with sneaker alliances are looking to maybe if they're in free agency, go play with another guy who might be an Adidas guy if they're signed with Adidas or maybe Under Armour might want to go play with Curry, et cetera, et cetera? No, it's just bragging rights in the locker room um, when you think about it because, like, the story last year with KD when he was making fun of Steph about being an Under Armour, KD obviously is a Nike tenure guy. He has his own Nike exclusive um, shoe that he has, signature shoe. Um, I don't think that really matters. It does, I think, help when it comes to recruiting. Because a guy like Jason Tatum, I mean, he could, I'm not saying Jason Tatum would come to the marriage, but let's just say hypothetically, if he's a free agent, Luca probably has the inside with Jason Tatum because, like, look, we're Jordan Brand buddies, our homies, and we can work that out. But I don't think it's a big deal. Um, I just think that, like, now with the players having their own say-so, like Tim Hardaway right now wearing his own yellow shoe, I think that's a Michigan colorway for the 34. I mean, guys don't really care. I think it's more bragging rights. I mean, when you with Jordan Brand, there's only one company that you can really say that competes with Jordan Brand, that's his own brand within Jordan Brand, which is Nike, who's basically the brother, the big brother to Jordan Brand. And that was my next question. So how does the Nike and Jordan Brand uh, dynamic work. So the, uh, Nike owns Jordan, correct? Well, yeah. So Nike is a, is a division. So, you know, like, for instance, we'll, we'll break it down like this. Def Jam is a record label, right? But then you had Def Jam South. 
Then you had like Universal, Cash Money. You had different kind of labels or different like that that were under them. So yeah, Joy Marine just happens to be a really nice little big brother that makes a lot of money. Um, it doesn't really hurt them um, because he can still wear Nike. Now on the court, he's gonna wear all Jordan. He's never gonna wear a Nike unless case something happens to his shoes get stolen or they don't work. But he's always gonna wear Jordan, but he can always still wear Nikes. You'll see Chris Paul wear Nikes. Like right now I'm wearing a Jordan 1 that has Nike Air on there. Um, this is the Jordan 1. So, you know, things like that. It doesn't really hurt that much. Um, I think it's a good thing for Luca um, because he can stay with the brand that he loves the most. I mean, obviously Under Armour made a big push. Um, Adidas, I didn't really see too much Adidas because I think, honestly, Adidas is a company that kind of looks at it like we already got KP. We don't really want to have two guys from Dallas there. But I think Jordan Brand is really going to relish this moment. I think Jordan Brand may break out of that spell of not marketing guys right because Luca has a different appeal, man. I mean, we're talking about generational talent. It's not every day you sign a generation like Zion is a potential generation who hadn't touched the floor. We kind of see Luca now as a guy that's like, yeah, he's the real deal. So, yeah, Nike, the, the relationship with Nike and Jordan's always good. I mean, you go to Nike campus, that's a Jordan campus. Um, Michael Jordan wears Nikes. <laughs> so, I mean, like, there's no conflict of interest there. It's just that when it comes to on-court performance, you won't see Luca wearing Kobe's shoe anymore, wearing Paul George's shoe. He'll probably be wearing a lot of Team Jordans or Jordan 34. So now that Luca is off the market, who is the next big, big shoe free agent? or a big guy who's going to get the next massive shoe deal from whatever company it might be? Well, you got Zion out the way. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what Devin Booker happens with him um, or Ben Simmons. I know those guys already have nice deals with Nike, but it's going to be interesting to see who gets like that next big shoe. Zion got his out the way. There's really no college guy right now that has the hype around him, although Anthony Edwards is a nice name that keeps popping up, the guy from um, Memphis. So there's not going to be really a guy. It's going to take a guy that doesn't have a signature deal. It won't be anybody as big as Lucas. That's all I'm going to say because Luca's like literally one of the five best players in the world right now. Um, and it's very rare that one of the five best players in the world is a free agent in sneakers. That never happens. And like, yeah, I think it's just going to be guys getting small deals. I don't think anybody's going to be able to get a Luca deal. Like, the Luca and Zion deal is a special deal that join brand profit on. I mean, like, at the end of the day, you got the best of both worlds. You got the freakish athlete versus the, the basketball player, the, the child prodigy. So I think that, yeah, man, I think we may not see too many big deals like that in this case someone drops their deal. But other than that, man, like, yeah, we, it's, it's slim pickings. Everybody's getting money from Under Armour. You got Lee Ning, who just got D'Angelo Russell. Um, they have CJ McCollum too, right? Yeah, CJ McCollum. They got they got all kind of guys. Um, there's still people out here rocking Peak and Anta. Um, Nike still has their select people that they work with. I think what we're going to be looking for next is who's going to get the next big shoe, their signature shoe. Like right now, um, obviously Nike has PG, KD, LeBron. I'm looking to see if they're going to try to push them with Devin Booker or, or, or a guy like Ben Simmons. So we'll see. Well, there you have it. If you're listening to this over the weekend, Luca has already played his first game back from injury, and we'll see how the Jordan 2 treats him. Chris, thanks so much for your time, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Definitely check out Miles Moneyball, man. Appreciate you, Jeff. I appreciate you having me in. Thanks so much to Chris for joining me. Uh, the Mavs did play the Lakers last night, so you're probably listening to this a little late, but uh, the point still stands. This is a huge moment in Mavs history, and it's really great to see that the Mavs have – have a superstar that's truly marketable to the rest of the league. And maybe before too long, we'll see Luka Doncic have his own signature shoe. Uh, I would be I would be down to buy it if it's something that, that looks cool and it's not too expensive. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think Luka, Luka has the potential to be one of those guys that, that is a household name, not just for his basketball, but for his shoes as well. And like I said, the Mavericks have really never had that guy. So the Mavericks have a pretty important homestand coming up before the New Year's Eve game in Oklahoma City. 
they have the Nets, the Hornets, and the Bulls, and then it rounds out with the Nuggets, the Lakers, and the 76ers. So a six-game homestand to start 2020 for the Mavericks. And now we now know that Luka Doncic will be wearing Jordan shoes for the rest of eternity, hopefully. Uh, so that will do it for your Mavs Moneyball Radio podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Cooperstein. You can find this podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, etc., etc., etc. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Coop 27. You can find Mavs Moneyball on Twitter at Mavs Moneyball and follow them for the latest and greatest content as far as Mavs basketball goes. So that will do it. We'll see you later for another episode.